You're listening to the Sunday morning service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. Well, let's pray before we get started this morning. Father, we just honor you once again. You're such a great God. And Lord, we thank you that though we look around and we see all of the things that are going and we look at just the world and the way things seem to be, But Father, we are so aware that things are not as they seem. We are so aware that none of this, nothing has ever taken you by surprise. And that every promise in the word of God is still yes and amen. And that your word still stands forever because your word is forever settled in heaven. Hallelujah. So if it's settled in heaven, it's going to be settled on earth as we believe it, as we speak it, as we declare it, and we take hold of it. And we thank you that we've got your written, written word here. You gave us a manual to live by. You gave us a truth that we can take hold of, and we can stand strong with the truth of the word of God, knowing that what we believe, hallelujah, is what you have said and what you have desired and what you want to see accomplished in the earth. As Jesus, speaking to his disciples, said, you know, when they asked him, Lord, teach us to pray, teach us to pray. And he began to pray and share with them about, you know, our Father which is in heaven. And he went down to say that his will would be done on the earth as it is in heaven. And Father, you gave us an authority because when Jesus uh, left and when he was leaving, he said in John's gospel in chapter 16 and verses 23 and 24, he says, hitherto or up till now, you've not asked the Father anything, but now you, you can ask the Father in my name, and he'll give it you. Father, thank you that we can use that name. Hallelujah. That name that's above every name. That name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. As we've sung and as we've worshipped about how amazing is that name and how amazing Jesus is. And so, Lord, thank you. And so now, Lord, as I just share from my heart this morning, ministering the word of God, thank you that you form fit this message for these folks that are here. Holy Spirit, you do what only you can do. You're the revealer of truth. I'm just the messenger. So I ask you to anoint these lips of clay. Hallelujah. Let me speak in such a way that the Father and and the Lord Jesus and that you will be glorified and magnified in this place and that lives will be touched. Father, I thank you for it now, and it's in Jesus' name that I pray, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm not going to start where I thought I was going to start. We're going to go a little bit different here. That's why it's always good to pray. (laughs) Amen. Oh, yeah. Go to Colossians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. Junior high, you guys can take off. Sixth to eighth grade, go ahead. Hallelujah, glory to God. Amen. Anyways, uh, just the Spirit of God just wanted to come here. It was funny because I was praying this morning and praying and studying and got here early and things. And, um, and Colossians just came, came up. Colossians kept coming up on the inside of me. And I thought, okay, I'll just read the book of Colossians. I'll figure, look at them. What do you want to do, Lord? But in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 9 and 10, it says, For in him, or in Jesus, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. 
And then verse 10, he said, and you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Now, I don't know about you, but I didn't feel very complete this morning. <laughs> Amen. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, but when it, Paul says to the Corinthian, or to the church at Colossae, he says, you are complete. The wonderful thing is you are complete in him, not complete in your own self. You're complete in him who is the head of all principalities and power. Aren't you glad that Jesus defeated the enemy? Amen. Hallelujah. Now go with me, if you would, over to First uh, John chapter 4. Hallelujah. Because we are going to stir you up. I am going to, you, you know, in order to walk in the things that we need to walk in, uh, believe it or not, in these last days, we have to have confidence. We have to be confident that we are of God. See, the Bible says, you are of God. There's lots and lots of scriptures there. But, but it's so hard for us to grab a hold of that. And the Bible says, you're complete. Well, if you're complete, and that word complete, believe it or not, means you're not missing anything. You're not lacking anything. God's not withholding anything. You're complete in Christ. Everything that Jesus did and bought and paid for, everything that Jesus got, a, got with us, hallelujah, and, and paid the price for us, is yours. It's mine. And so I, I'm not looking uh, to uh, get things. What I'm looking to do is to know how to use the things that I got. What does it mean to be born again? What does it mean to have rest and peace in Christ? Amen. And, uh, you know, because here in 1 John chapter 4, uh, let's actually, I was just going to read verse 4, but let's, let's just go ahead and read verse 1. It says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Man, is that true today? Wow, how many voices are out there? How many crazy things are out there? Wow, 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 wow. Then it says, hereby know you the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. It means that Jesus came in the flesh, died for us, was raised from the dead, glory to God, is of God. Amen? That he is the Son of God. Hallelujah. He is, is alive and well. Amen? And it says, every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come and even now already is in the world. Verse 4, you are of God. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, overcome the spirits and the lies of the enemy. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And then look at verse 5. They are, they are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. He, you know, it says, he that knows God hears us, and he that is not of God hears us not. Hereby we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Amen. Now, we could go on because 1 John 4, 4 is, is incredible. But one of the things about it is, is that I wanted to get this across to you because my title this morning is, You Are of God. 
And how many of you, you know, when you say that, people get real nervous. I can remember back in the, in the, in, in the 70s and 80s, uh, and, uh, you know, R.W. Schambach came, and it was always a big deal to, to ministers, but he was going to a church one time, and he shared this story, and they said, well, what, we gotta, what, give, what kind of title are we going to put on you? You know, people get really big in titles. You know, you can put any label on the can. That doesn't put anything in the can. People can call themselves what they want to call themselves, you know, and they want to say, this is good. This, you know, this is who I am. This is what I am. It's like, well, we'll, we'll listen to you and we'll, we'll decide if that's who you is, you know, but so they wanted to give a title. He said, you just tell them the man of God is here. And the pastor, he said, well, that, I, I don't, that, I, have a, I have a hard time with that. I don't want to. He said, why? He said, we're of God. You are of God. You are of God. Hereby we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Now, how many of you understand that people are always going to try to question you, always trying to argue with you and fuss and fight about all kinds of doctrinal issues or all kinds of petty things on the outside? All kind, everybody's always having to have their pet doctrines or their pet things that they want to say, well, you know, you may be of God, but I know more of God kind of thing you know it's kind of like what they did to the church at Galatia it's like you know well what Paul said is really cool but you still need to do all these things over here you still need to do all this stuff over here listen as a church as the body of Christ we need to know the word of God and know that we are of God now I've gotten the funny thing about it is I had to you know find this out on my own and, and do stuff because I didn't have anybody standing with me I started out really young so I had to prove the gospel. And I'm not bragging on me. I'm bragging upon the word of God. I had to do what the word of God says. It's not about, see, remember, we're complete in him. Outside of him, I'm worthless, useless, can't do anything. But in him, I can do all things. In him, glory to God, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. In Christ, hallelujah, I can have. And in Christ, I can rest. In Christ, I can have peace and joy. And people always want to put you in a box. They always want to say, and when you say, well, who do you think? Huh, what makes you right? This. See, I base my whole life on this. I base my whole life on the word of God. I base it on here. Here's the scripture. I believe that scripture. Why do you know that scripture? Because I believe it's the word of God. See the problem? Everybody believes something from somebody. Amen? You remember I, I told this story. And it just keeps coming up again. But I had a guy come and he was really mad because his wife and his daughter were coming to our church. They got born again and, and uh, were coming and stuff. And he was just so mad. And, and it, his first thing, he came into me and he told me how old he was in dog years. And I thought, okay, this is going to be a really cool <laughs> appointment here. Okay. <laughs> That was the first thing, you know. And then he told me how smart he was and how much smarter he was than me and all of these things here. And he was just so, and he, I thought he was going to have a heart attack because he was just so, you know. And I said, I could, calm down, calm down. I said, just relax, just relax, you know. And, uh, and he was talking about, you know, trying, and he was talking about all the, you know, philosophers and professors and all the things, you know, the books that he had read and all of these things. And I just, I was sitting listening on the phone. I said, listen, here, here's the difference. See, the, see, with you is that you choose to believe this person, this person. You choose to, you know, that's who you believe. That's you're getting all your information. I just choose to believe this. This is where I'm getting my information. Now, now here's the key, though, is that all of your information is causing you to be very stressed <laughs> and to be very, I mean, you, you're, you're trying to prove your point. You're trying to find me. You are, you got your argument. You got your line up on, you're trying to, you're trying to convince me of what you've read. 
I'm not trying to convince you at all because, see, I'm already convinced about what I read. See, we have a tendency to allow others because we think, well, maybe I don't know enough. Well, we, all of us don't know enough. If the, if the Bible's not working in my life, if I read a scripture and it tells me that I should have an understanding of this and it's not working, it's because I don't know enough. It's because I don't have a revelation of that. And I'm going to give you uh, some things of God that you ha- need to have this morning. And it's of God. You are of God. First of all, if you don't think you're of God, if you're born again, if you've made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life and you truly know that and you've confessed that and you know that, then guess what? You are of God. Amen. Now, you may not believe you're complete. You may not even believe God likes you right now because you haven't been acting right. You didn't do the things you were supposed to do. We can feel like, well, I didn't do this. So, but you know what? God's great love, as Pastor Pamela you know, sang and so wonderfully preached about, is it, it, to, to understand that. And yet we need to realize that the world is going to ask us the reason of the hope. Do you remember over in 1 Corinthians that uh, Paul, Paul in all of his letters, you know, all of Paul's letters, he had to defend himself. He was writing because they were asking him questions because people were coming in behind Paul to try to deceive them. Nobody wanted to go out and just preach the gospel where the gospel hasn't been preached. That's where Paul did. Paul lays the foundation. He gets all it. And then everybody else comes in behind and says, well, yeah, Paul's okay. But man, don't you want to go deeper? Don't you want to know all the other things? And listen, it's fun to know knowledge. It is. It's fun to get all of the, the, the tidbit things and go in and, and have rabbit trails. And, you know, it's fun to talk about things and say things, you know, uh, uh, and, and have great knowledge. But knowledge puffs up. Amen. You can have all the knowledge in the world, but if there's no spirit behind it, it ain't no good. Hallelujah. We get a hold of this. And, and Paul said this, you know, to the church at Corinth. He said, listen, do we have to... Do we have to get accommodations? Do we have to get somebody else to say, hey, we are the real deal? Do we have to get letters of accommodation? Do we have to do all these things here? He said, you guys are our letters. We preach the gospel. You guys, you're our letters. He said, why do we have to do these things here? You know? He said, you're that. You're the letter. In fact, you're the one that is our letter. You're the the spirit of the living God that's there. We're not doing these fleshly things. Your heart is that. You're changed because of what we said. Amen? See, there's no way that we can stay steady in these last days unless we get a hold of the Word of God. Unless we have the Word of God. Amen? We've got to have that. Hallelujah. Because like Paul said, he said, listen, the letter kills. He said, "What they're, it's gonna, but the Spirit gives life. It gives life to you and I. And it's really hard for us to say we're of God. It's hard for us to say, well, I know I'm saved. I know that I'm born again. See, because there's we, what do we have? 22,000 different denominations in Christianity? That's nuts. It really is. I, but I understand. I study church history. I study church. I know why we have the Baptist. I know why we have the Presbyterian. I know why we have the Methodist. I know why we have the Lutheran. I know why we have Catholic. I know why we have Apostolic. I, I know why we have the Orthodox, you know, and where it all goes back to and all the origins and stuff. And who started what? And, you know, they all started out good. They all started out with, with a truth. They all started out thinking, good. And it, but it wasn't that, okay, we're going to do all this and have a, just great division. 
<laughs> Amen. It wasn't meant for that. You know, but it was because everybody wanted power. Everybody wants control. They want to say, yeah, but we got something a little bit more than what you got. You know? And then we get into all the things that we have. We got into all the different, you know, denom- as, as, we, as things grew and got things. And I mean, even in Pentecostalism. Hallelujah. Wow. How many Pentecostal different churches do we have? Can't even count all the different idiosyncrasies of everybody. And then we get into the good old word of faith and think, oh, listen, that's the, you know. And then we got a bunch of craziness in there. <laughs> I never understood why we couldn't just take the Bible and take because everybody wants to prove themselves. I loved, I used to, back in the day, I used to, they don't anymore, but I, I used to love to argue. Because I was a cocky kid and I had to, like, everybody was telling me I was stupid and I didn't know what I was doing and everybody was trying to fight me and everybody was trying to argue with me. So that's why I had to take the word of God. Amen. So I've had arguments with every denomination and every denominational person you can do. I know this is going to, but I love them all. I understand that they're precious. Amen. See, we look at this and we want to say, well, yeah, but we, I've got it. I got all the truth. I'm thoroughly convinced when we get to heaven, none of us were right. We, but here's the key. All of us were right about Jesus. All, all of us were right. And, and as we walk in the truth and we also have the love of God, there's some things we can do. And so I truly believe that every one of them was of God if they're preaching Jesus. You understand what I'm saying? If they're not and they're, they're doing other things, if they're acknowledging and they're not preaching Christ, because you can't preach Christ and sin at the same time in the sense, and do sin, I should say. Now, you preach Christ, it, it's going to curb you from sin. It's going to stop you from doing things of the word of God. Amen? Because that's what the promises of God are. Hallelujah. You know, we need to understand, like, like Paul was trying to fight, what he was declaring, what he was saying, is, and he had, to, he had to always do this argument all the time about, hey, wait a minute, I am a minister of the gospel. And you know that, you know, because Paul's past. I mean, you know, Paul's past, he was Saul, and he was killing Christians. And he was the elite of the religious thing, and he was the best of the best. He was your great terrorist and he got saved and nobody wanted the terrorists to come to their church. <sighs> Amen. What did Barnabas say? He, you know, I mean, I mean uh, when he said, he, when the Lord told him, go over there, you're going to lay hands on him. He's going to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you're going to tell him. This. He said, Lord, I've heard of this guy. <laughs> he has letters to kill me. I'm the guy he's coming to kill. And you want me to go pray for him? Lay hands on him? Hmm, we got a little problem here. But you remember what Paul said in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20? He said, I've been crucified with Christ. But you know, Paul wasn't there when, when, when Jesus was crucified. Okay? But Paul said, I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen? And Paul exercised authority and he exercised things. There was this this incredible uh, power that he got. Because Paul, he said, I'm the chiefest of sinners. I was the chiefest of sinners. This is a great saying. Tell everybody, man, if I can get saved, anybody can get saved. Amen? 
Now, I know many of you may not have that testimony. We used to have one person, he's in heaven now, but uh, we had people come and say, I heard so-and-so got saved and is in this church. And I said, well, yeah, he is. They said, no way. He could never get saved. <laughs> he's here. And he was. You know, now, hopefully none of you have that kind of testimony, but that's okay. If you do, it's, a good, it's cool. We're glad you're saved. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Here's the thing about it, and here's the whole statement that I want to get across to you, and we're going to do this. We cannot define or separate or deeply investigate or unfold the holy plan of God unless we have these things and understand these things that we have of God. And so I'm going to give you some things of God here, and uh, they're just little phrases. You're going to say, well, that's simple. Yeah, it is, but you've got to get a revelation of it. You've got to get it. God's got to drop it. What it when I say revelation, there's new, no new revelations under the sun, but there's a lot of things that can be new to you. All of a sudden, it becomes revealed to you that you get to taste and see that the Lord is good. And it's like, oh. I mean, how do you remember when the light came on and you actually knew how to do something? Like, oh, that's how you do it. It's like, wow. Okay, I can do this now because I figured out how to do it. I know how to get this thing here. This is good. Hallelujah. And the very first one is this, just like the one I just said, that is you need to understand the life of God in you. Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. It's the life of God in you. Amen? You know, we're there in First John chapter 4. Go over to First John chapter 5. First John chapter 5, let's, let's look at verse 11. And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life. And this life is in his son. He that hath the son hath life. And he that hath not the son of God hath not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the son of God. That you may know that you have eternal life. And that you may believe on the name of the son of God. See, if you don't understand that you've got the life of God, that when you got born again, there's the Greek word for the life of God is zoe. And if you don't understand that when you got born again, you changed, you got the life and the nature of God on the inside of you. See, the very next verse, the very 14th verse says, this is the confidence. The reason that the Christians don't have confidence is they don't know that they're born again. They don't know they're a new creature. I never understood that my whole life. I never understood that when you get truly born again, you ought to change. And I got born again in a, in a de- denominational church, and I thank God. But when I got born again, and I got born again at nine years old, my life changed. I just thought God was picking on me all the time. Because I got, I truly, and I, I just couldn't do those things. I could never lie after that, ever. And I, you know, I just, I mean, you even tried to, and it just didn't work. I just, you know, tell off on myself big time. I did. I just never could do that. I guess, you know, even, you know, and of course, get into your teenage years and stuff, you're thinking, okay, how do I get around that? I just never could, so I just had to tell the truth. Found out that was a whole lot better. I had a better life doing that. It's a, you know, it's a novel idea, telling the truth. I know that's hard for people, but <laughs> because we live in a world here, you know, but it's, it's, a, it's a challenge along that time. But why did John, and I love John because he always says, we know, we know, you need to know. 
so that we know that we have this thing here. So yeah, how do we know that this religion, how do we, because we have all these, in, and that's a big question for everybody. Well, how do we know about this? How do we know about that? What do we believe in? But you've got to come back to the word of God. Amen? You've got to come back to the Bible. You've got to come back to the truth. Because you shall know the truth, and what will the truth do? See, it brings freedom, it brings peace, it brings joy, it brings rest. That's how you know the difference between truth and error. Anytime somebody is trying to get you to have to, well, yeah, I know the Bible says this, but you're going to have to do this extra. That's like saying, well, I know Jesus died for you, but there's still more in order for you to get set free. He's not enough. See, now, now, now here's where we mess up because we think, well, yeah, yeah, I'm born again. That means I can do anything. Everything's cool. No. Just because you're a baby and born again, we got to watch out because you're going to put screws in your mouth, pennies in your mouth, dimes. In your, you're going to eat anything. You're going to, you know, and you're going to puke. You're going to make a big old mess of your life. And that's what many people do. We got to take care of you a little. We got to get you on the right path. And, and then we know just because you're five years old in the Lord doesn't mean you know everything. Because you want to do everything yourself. I myself, I tie my shoes with that. I can dress my, you let the five-year-old dress itself. Wow. <laughs> You're trying to reason with a five-year-old. That's the thing we do in the body of Christ because spiritual growth is the same as natural growth. There's progressive. Then when you say, well, man, I've been saved 15 years. Yeah, I know. You ever have a 15-year-old talk to you? <laughs> they know everything. 14, they got an attitude. They got everything. That's what people do. The body, you can always locate people. They got attitudes. Hallelujah. Where are we going there? That's awesome. <laughs> because here's, here's the thing. We, we got to grow in the things of God. To, why? So that we can function, but also so that we can receive all that God has. Because not only is it that God want to give us the life of God, here's the biggest thing too, another big thing. Second thing is the thoughts of God or the thought of God. What do I mean by that? Well, the Bible says in, in, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16, it says, we've been given the mind of Christ. Wow. That means we're supposed to think like he thinks. But Isaiah 55, 8 and 9 says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My thoughts are so much higher than your thoughts. Amen. And my ways are higher than your ways. But then he goes on to say, but my word is going to go forth out of my mouth. It's not going to return. And God put his thoughts, his word for us to take hold of. And then God says, and then Paul says, guess what? We got the mind of Christ. Wow. Wow. I love Paul. I love John. John. I love these. These guys were like, they died believing and, and martyrs. And they were like, but it was their God. Paul said, it's my gospel, my gospel, my Lord, my savior. Most people don't ever, they don't even say mine. They don't say, well, I believe in Jesus. I'm a follower of Jesus. I love that little phrase. <laughs> you know? No, you should be a born again child of God. And yes, you should follow Jesus. But we want to try to say, oh, yeah, but, oh, no, listen, there ought to be a difference. There ought to be a life-giving form that you've been changed from, from death to life out of the, you know, the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And it doesn't matter. It shouldn't bother you if everybody tells you you're wrong. And how terrible you are. It's because your relationship with God is so great. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. That's why I didn't understand. I understand why. Yeah, but they're saying this. They're saying that. I said, so? Yeah, but well, they might be right. I said, no, how do you, how do you know you're right? I said, because I got the Bible. I got scriptures. How many scriptures do you want? 
Let's go for it. Let's do it. You can give me one, I'll give you 20. Let's do this. Because I had to do that. See, I started out that way because like I said, I was young. And so everybody thought I didn't know what I was doing. So they'd argue and they'd fuss. They'd jump up in the service and say things. And I'd say, praise the Lord. Okay, since you did it, you, you opened it up. Here's what we're going to do. You know? And, and I'm not bragging on me. I'm not trying. But I had to do the word of God. I had to. T- now listen, there are things that people got up and said, well, hey, you know, have you looked at this? I said, well, show me in the word. If you show me in the word, I can change. I love to change. If you'll show me in the Bible, then I can change. But if you're going to show me by history, or if you're going to show me because, you know, you think this is, you know, well, this is the way you've always done it, then that don't work. Amen? See, because that's why I studied church history. I wanted to find out. I wanted to find out why. And then I said, man, that's truth. What they caught a hold of was truth, but they took it to a next level to say we're the only ones. You know, that's why in our bylaws and our tenets of faith, it says that the church is made up of all those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. See, we're not the, you know, do we think we're the best church on this corner? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, if I didn't think this was the best church in the world, I wouldn't be here because I believe it is. I believe what God says. But this thought process, here's the thing about it is we look at this and go, who can know the Lord's thought? But he put his thoughts in you and I because he gave us his word. Remember what Philippians chapter 4, 8 says, think on these things. He tells us what to think on. He tells us what to renew. Remember what Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can know what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Amen? See, we got to guard our thoughts because the enemy is always trying to bombard us with ugly thoughts. Amen? Now, see, Usually, I, I well, most of my life, I don't I just don't get depressed or frustrated or just like tired. I just don't. But lately, and it's a few things, the enemy's just been bombarding, just been attacking in a lot of areas, and he loves the pile-on effect. But if you don't know what the Word of God says, if you don't know how to handle what the Spirit of God says, then what happens is you'll get ugly. And I had a, a couple of days that I had to share with my wife. I said, listen, now's not a good time to ask, talk, or complain because you're going to get your head bite off. <laughs> now, she still talked and she still asked and she still did, but she did it carefully. <laughs> but then I said, you know, and so what I did was did what the Bible says. And this may shock you, but here's how you clear your thoughts. Here's how you begin to do things is that the Bible says in, in, in James chapter 5 in verse 16, it says, confess your sins. Confess your faults, your slips. And the Amplified Bible says you know, that you may be healed. Amen. That's what the King James says. The Amplified Bible says that you may be restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart because my spiritual tone stunk. And you know, if the whole world stinks, it's you. And that's what I told her. I said, listen, here it is. Everybody stinks. Everything stinks. And so it's me. So I got to deal with me right now. And so I confessed all my faults and slips and sin, whatever it was going. And it wasn't like I did any great sins or any, it was just, I'm frustrated about this. I'm frustrated. And so I just confessed and got it out in the open there and then began to say, okay, Lord, now how do I deal with this? And, you know, and get restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. 
And then the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. See, you can't, you got all these things messing with your soulless realm. You got all this thing in your mind. Your, your thoughts are all going. And you know, the only way you can deal with thoughts that are bombarding your mind is open your mouth. Start talking. Not what you're thinking. Talk the word of God. Speak out. So I'm going to do this. Now what I did, said, I, you know, hey, that's just dumb. I'm just, just tired. I'm just frustrated. Amen. So well, like, that's a bad confession. It was. But it was truth. And we got it out and we used the word of God to change it. Amen. See, we look at these things here. Everybody wants, well, if I just keep it, if I don't acknowledge anything, if I just don't say anything, everything's going to be okay. If you keep bottling it up, you're going to pop. You know, women usually pop before guys do, but when guys pop, they usually, it's ugly. So, but see, it's, it's not only is it the life of God, not only is it the thoughts of God, because we can do this. Because, why? Because we understand the spirit of God. That's the third thing. Thank God that we are spirit beings. Thank God that no matter how dumb our emotions go, no matter how crazy our mind goes, all our soulless realm gets all blah. Thank God for the spirit of God who will always bring us back in line with the word of God, who will always bring us back. Amen? He has to. He does that. I mean, you come into this, wow. He'll raise up and a scripture will come up. Just like that scripture came up about confessing. About the, you see the, and I hate that. I hate saying I feel like that. I, you know, I, that's what I said. You know, I, I never had feelings until, you know, seven years ago. I didn't. I never let myself feel. I didn't have to. I didn't really. I didn't. My body, you know, hey, I just never allowed until I went through what I went through. Oh, man, and now I got this stupid girl side. I hate that thing. It's like bad. I mean, it's sad. I mean, 57 years, I had it handled. I had it, I mean, I was, I had it, mm, man, I got man up, boy. Just man up, boy. Had it handled. And then my world just got destroyed and everything else, and there was... You know, and that's, I mean, golly. That's why, and then you heard me, I said, ladies, I, I, I pray for you a lot, I, more than so. I just like, golly, how do you handle that? It's like so hard. But it's never, it's, in seven years, it's never stopped either. Just, there's times that just, that side comes out, and I'm like, oh. It's like, praise you, Jesus, Hallelujah. But here it is. I've got to choose the right thought at that time. But believe it or not, guys, let me just share with you, it's not wrong to have feelings. Got to, got to admit it. I was, you know, I was a, a macho guy for 57 years not wanting to do things, and that was wrong. So I can admit that. But, uh, but man, you got to, listen, guys, you got to still keep a handle on, okay? You mess up. They can use it for their advantage. It's not good. So anyways, we'll get back over here to this, okay? Hallelujah. You, you got to get your spirit. Spirit of God. Talk about the spirit of God. Come on. You ladies quit drawing. We're not going that route, okay? No, it, it is so important because if we can't control our thoughts and our emotions and stuff, what will happen is, is the enemy will always you know, play on that. And uh, it'll mess it up. So that's why we got to take our thoughts consistent with the word of God. And then we have to allow the spirit of God 
See, that's where we have to always fall back on what the Spirit of God is saying. Romans 8.11. Remember Romans 8.11 says, it says, you know, if the same Spirit that raised up Christ from the dead dwells or lives in you, it, it, it'll quicken or it'll make alive your mortal body. It'll make it alive. Hallelujah. So it's going to quicken you. It's going to make you alive. How did that same spirit, glory to God, that so we can walk in newness of life. We can walk by the spirit of God. Because the Bible says that, uh, you know, as many as are the sons of God, you, you, you know, we're going to walk by the spirit of God. Amen. We're going to walk in. We haven't received, uh, uh, the, you know, the spirit of bondage, but we've see, received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. See, it's that spirit, and that's what's born again. That's what we've got to step back into and go, okay, Lord. How do you handle this? How do you, how do you take hold of this? How do we do this? You know. And then God shows us. He enables us. Amen? I mean, it's such, a, such an incredible blessing. You know, and of course, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 says, Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? I love that. I love to say, okay, Holy Spirit, you know, quicken and to my spirit. I say, okay, I need to grab a hold of my emotions and things. Because the spirit of God within me is greater. Hallelujah. And as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Didn't say as many as are led by emotions. Amen. But we have to face those things. But you know how to get over them because of what the word of God said. Why? Because we are of God. We've got the life of God. We've got the thoughts of God. We've got the spirit of God. Now here's the fourth thing. And we're closing on this one. Is that we've got the revelation of God in our hearts. I'm so glad. Hallelujah. Amen. See, you can be criticized, lied about, you can be talked about, you can be, and they could just say, well, you know, they don't, you know, we've just grown far. It's just like, it doesn't matter. I love my life with Jesus. I love, and I'm growing and learning, and I got to grow and learn more, but I love, hallelujah, my revelation of God, even though I don't think I know enough. I think I need to know more, and I want to read. That's why I want to read the Bible all the time. That's why I want to look at it, because I just want to know more. But thank God for the revelation of Almighty God. And he needs to be Almighty God. He needs to be your counselor. He needs to be the wisdom that you need. He needs to be the strength. He needs to be everything in that. Amen? Now go to Ephesians chapter 1. You know, and, and we talked about prayer. We're talking about all of us. And we need to pray. Hallelujah. Hopefully all of you are praying every day, fellowshipping with God and doing that. How did you, you know, do you do some extra? But hopefully every day you're fellowshipping, getting that. Hopefully you're not going out and doing your concert before you tune your instrument. That's probably why we have a lot of clanging and noise all around here. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 16 says do not I do not cease to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the father of glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him oh I love praying that all the time every single day most of the time that that he would give unto me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him that the eyes of my understanding being enlightened that I may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places far above all principality and power 
power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and he gave him to be the head over all things to the church where his body. So if it's under his feet, it's under us, which is his body, the fullness of him who feels all in all. God is always looking for people whom he can reveal himself to and make himself strong. Remember in Second Chronicles, I think chapter 6, 16, verse 19 or 16, 9, when it talks about, you know, the spirit of the Lord roaming over the earth, going to and fro, looking to see whose heart is perfect toward him. Whose heart is ready to receive him. Remember we said right in the very beginning that you're complete in him. Like I said, I had a couple of days, I was not complete. I was out of sync. I mean, I felt like, Bleh. I know none of you ever get that way. And I usually never get that way. I try to you know, walk by faith and not tell anybody that. Hallelujah. But God said that no matter what's going on, that we're still of him. Amen. And Paul said, to us, we are complete in him, which means I'm not trying to be saved. I'm not trying to be a child of God. I am of God. I've got the life. How do I how do I get this? How do we get, you know, these things? First of all, you gotta say it. The life of God lives in me. I'm born again. The life of God lives in me. And you know, God's thoughts. I can think God's thoughts because God's I've got the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. I can think God's thoughts. God's thoughts, hallelujah, are good. And here's a, you know, remember in over in Philippians chapter two, verse five, it says, let this mind be in you. Now we got it, but if we don't have to let it reign and rule, that's the problem. We keep thinking in our own self. He said, let this mind be in you. That was in Christ Jesus who thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Oh, getting all trouble. Because we know we're not equal with God, but we know that God raised us up to seated at the right hand of the father in Christ that God said here and that God wants to reveal truth to us. Hallelujah. Amen. God's heart. He wants. And so we've got to know. And then the spirit of God is like, yes, that's how you know you're born again. The spirit of God. Hallelujah. Not that you feel like it. It's the spirit of God. Amen. And then when God reveals things to you, it's like, wow, God can bring truth to me. God's showing me things. Amen. Because God told me I was supposed to be in his likeness, in his character. Amen. So I can do his longings and do what he wants me to do. Amen. Why? Because you're of God. You're of God. Amen? Amen. See, it's funny. When people leave a church and somebody says, well, they're no longer part of us. It's like, wait a minute, time out. And they, did they, did they, maybe they're going to another church. They're they still the child of God. They may have got hurt. They may have got frustrated. They may have got all kinds of different things. But that don't mean they're not a part of us. We, we get so inclusive. So like, well, I go here, or I'm this, or I'm that, or I'm this, you know. Yee, God bless you. I'm a child of God. That's who I is, and that's who I like to be. Hallelujah. Amen? (laughs) Because here's the thing. The only way we can reach this and truly allow God to be God in our lives, truly to believe it, is only by faith. Because you know how ugly you are. Hey, you know, I know how ugly I am. I know how bad, you know. I mean, when we were, when I was, you know, I just, and of course I know, I, this is the wonderful thing. I do know that when those times are coming, that's why I said, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to talk, you know, because, you know, 
she's noticed at times, she'll say, why are you being so quiet? I said, I'm studying to be quiet right now. And she'll say, you're not supposed to study me quiet when you're around me. You have to talk to me. I said, you know, and of course, I think this, you know, this past week was the only time I really just kind of, I said, listen, when I'm quiet, it's because I'm dealing with me and I don't like me. And if I don't like me, I don't like anybody else. It's true. It's true. Because see, you can't like anybody. You got to love your neighbor as yourself. If you hate you, you hate everybody else. So don't look at me so holy. You know, this is confessions, you know, of a preacher or whatever, but yeah, you get through it, but you got to remind yourself who you really are. You got to remind yourself of what, you know, 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 30 says, Christ has been made unto us wisdom, amen, righteousness, sanctification and redemption. He made me all things. So I have wisdom, I have righteousness, I have sanctity and I have redemption because he made all those things and I am of God. And you are of God. And if you have a problem saying that, you need to get in the mirror and say, listen, the Spirit of God lives in that man. The Spirit of God lives in that woman. I'm, I've got the life of God on the inside of me. I'm, I'm thinking God. i got the thoughts of God. I think God's thoughts. Hallelujah. I've got the Spirit of God living inside of me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Greater is he that's in me than he's in the world. And God, you're revealing truth to me right now. Not because you deserve it. Not because you've earned it. It's because you got born again. You made Jesus the Lord of your life. And he provided all of it for you. Amen. He provided all of you for you. Because here's what. Here's here's our rights and privileges. I'm trying to close. I really am. But here it is. You know. And I'm going to get you out of here on time. Despite the five minutes that Marilyn gave you. Okay. Or the 10 minutes or however long she took, praise God. Anyways, but here it is. What are our rights? What, 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 what do we really have? What rights do we have? As, as, I mean, there's a lot of different ones. But you know, the number one thing is we have a right to rest. Faith is a rest, okay? We have a right to have faith to believe and to trust God because we're his child. And it doesn't matter what anybody else, they want to tell you how to do it. You say, no, you just, you just trust God the way you need to be that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We have a right to just have perfect trust in him. I trust him. And he's the one I trust. I love people, but I trust God. And I love God too, but I trust him. Amen. That works out a whole lot better. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. When you get into this, in fact, close your eyes right now. Father, oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Understand this, that what was basically spoken or prophesied with Pastor Pamela when she was saying that we have a high priest who is, knows our infirmities. He knows all of it. He knows, your, he knows who you are. He knows about your infirmities, but he was touched with all of your infirmities. In fact, he was, in, he was in all points tempted, the Bible says, just like we are. So he understands you. Man, isn't that amazing? God understands you, and he still said, you've got my life in you. He still chose you. He still wanted you. He still wants you. He still wants to mold you and make you and do the things that he wants you to do.
Hallelujah. Because he still wants you to know that you are complete in him. Hallelujah. See, we have a right to all the promises of God. But I tell you, if we just take hold that we have a right to have peace, we have a right to have joy. We have a right to believe God. Why? Because we are of God. We've got the life of God. We're children of God. Hallelujah. We're children uh, 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 of our Heavenly Father. And the Lord Jesus Christ, hallelujah, has raised us up with Him. Mm. So you have a right to ask. And you've got a right to receive. And He loves you so much. And so today, when you say, ah, the life of God, that I am of God, you are of God, 1 John 4, 4, the very first thing says, you are of God, little children. You are of God, and you have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Yes, the greater one lives in you, but you are of God. You may not feel like it. You may not even be acting like it, but you will change your feelings, and you will change your actions if you'll begin to declare that's who you are, that you've got the life of God. You've got the thoughts of God. You've got the spirit of God. And you've got the revelation of God. God's revealing truth to you. You're like 1 John 2.20 and 2.27. 2.20 says you have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. Verse 27 says you have no need that any man teach you because you have an anointing that abides within you. And that same anointing will teach you all things. Hallelujah. That doesn't mean that we don't listen. That means that we don't need pastors and teachers and prophets and, and apostles and evangelists. That we don't and that we don't listen if people teach us or share. What that means is you know the truth. You know the truth. Because you're a child of God. You are of God. Hallelujah. Now with our head bowed and our head bowed and our eyes closed. If you're here and you don't know God, hallelujah. That's what I'm talking about. If you're here and you don't know God. And you need to know him. I love you. God loves you. But I'm going to give you an opportunity to really truly know Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior. If you're here and you say, you know what? I'm not sure that I am born again. I'm not sure that if I died today, I'd make heaven and miss hell. If that's you, raise your hand. Let's pray. Let's, let's know. Let's get a no-so salvation. Let's know this. You know, I think all of us are here. But if you're watching this, Jesus loves you. The Bible says, if you call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. If you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, you shall be saved. You know, I'm a pastor, so I preach to the church. And I'm sharing with the church. That's what I do. I strengthen the saints. But I am trying to get the church saved. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I love all of you. Hallelujah. Believing for great things. Let's lift up our heads and open up our eyes. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Oh, thank you all for being so precious. Love all of you dearly, you know, and uh, we are praising God for good things, believing God for all that he has for us. Amen. So let's all stand up. Our prayer team's going to come forward. If you need prayer for anything, they will pray with you. I love you. God loves you. All of you there. We'll see you on Wednesday night. All the rest of you, you're dismissed. I love you. Be blessed. <laughs>